just not that into you. <laughs> or, or there are or, a lot of ways to say no. There are. One there of them is like, no, no, no. Welcome to It's Not Human Sexuality, the show that goes beyond sexuality to reproductive health. Understanding the foundations of reproductive health allows you and the ones you love to make better decisions about your health, mind, and relationships. This podcast is co-hosted by Dr. Betsy Cairo, or Dr. B, and Mandy Johnson. Dr. B has her doctorate in human reproduction and is a board-certified reproductive biologist. She is also a certified sexuality educator with supervisory standing and over 20 years experience teaching at the graduate and undergraduate level. She is the owner of the only commercial cryobank in Colorado and is the executive director of the nonprofit Look Both Ways. Her nonprofit specializes in reproductive health education. Mandy Johnson is a high school family and consumer science teacher with more than 15 years experience and a master's degree in education. She is also a certified sexuality educator and is treasurer on the board of Look Both Ways. The two have been friends for many years and are passionate about changing the way we educate our youth about their reproductive health. Since 2018, Mandy has collected anonymous questions from high school students in her class called Teen Choices. Every class period, the students must ask their anonymous question by writing it on a sticky note and dropping it into a box. Today, Mandy has collected more than 500 questions. On this episode, our experts, Dr. Betsy Cairo and Mandy Johnson, will answer some of these questions for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey, I'm pretty excited to get started on these questions. What about you, Betsy? Yep. It's good to be here. Yeah, let's do this thing. Okay. Which questions first? What is a hymen? A hymen. So the hymen is a anatomical structure on uh, fetuses that are born XX, have uh, what we call female anatomy. And it's sort of a covering over the opening to the vagina, also known as the introitus. Mm -hmm. And it can be partial, meaning... The curtain doesn't come completely together. It can be... Curtain's not closed all the way. Not closed all the way. It can be full, meaning there is a complete sheath covering the opening of the vagina. It can be perforated. There's just little kind of holes in it. Swiss cheese. But it never goes away. Yeah. Even after uh, it has, we call broken. it broken, but it just sort of <laughs> gets torn, yes. right, with any type of penetration. For listeners, you need to know that both Betsy and I used air quotes when we said broken because... Yeah. It's kind of a weird, it's, it doesn't really break it. Hmm. Right. It's not like glass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> Although I do remember a mom telling me a story about uh, one of her littles. She had a daycare and um, she came out and she said, all right, who left pee on the toilet seat? And this little girl raised her hand. She goes, not me. I always wipe my fine china. So, <laughs> so it might be like glass. It might be like glass. This is true. But, yeah, uh, and the hymen is usually referred to for most people as the cherry. It's the, yep, that's that's the slang. You know, for for people who are trying to relate it to something, you know, that's that's how we know it. But isn't that interesting? Because that's an old term, such an old term. I mean, I'm older than you, and and and, was... and saying quote unquote breaking the cherry is is yeah. I mean, or popping the cherry, popping the cherry, yeah. any of those things. It's just yeah, yeah. But anyway, it never goes away. Those flaps are always there. Um, you can see them. 
Yeah. And that's that's what a hymen is. That's a hymen. So, you know, though, Mandy, sometimes uh, if uh, it doesn't tear completely mm-hmm. or it, it's a full hymen, it doesn't uh, allow passage of blood flow from menstruation, they uh, might have to see a healthcare professional to surgically open it. Yes. And uh, for some people, that is really important because maybe prior to that intercourse penetration, penetrative sex was painful. Absolutely. So does it always bleed if it if it's torn naturally with penetration, like with a tampon or a finger, a vibrator, or a penis? Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, it just probably depends on the extent of how present that yeah. hymen was at is birth. Is it partially open? Yeah. Is it perforated? Yeah. You know, uh, female athletes have known to, you know, cause it to stretch or tear doing their sports. Exercises and mm-hmm. horseback riding or, or bike riding and gymnastics uh-huh. have been known to tear hymen. Yeah. So, but it doesn't always bleed, but it, it can. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next? Oh, here's a good question. Uh, any recommendations for how to get rid of an erection in class? How to get rid of an erection in class. Now, I've never had an erection in class. So this is when I was always, I'm like, well, you know, I've never had to deal with this. My first suggestion to, to when I answer this question is to picture your grandma. <laughs> it's the best thing I can think of that would make you not turned on. Maybe kind of quickly because nobody's turned on by their grandma. And if you really just hold your grandma's face in your in your head, it's hard to think about sex at the same time. True. But what if that's what if that erection wasn't caused by a psychosexual moment where you actually a psychosexual moment is where you thought about something and you got sexually right. excited because, you know, the penis sometimes just does what just the penis what is going to do. Like you yeah. could be especially during adolescence. Yeah, and, and it's practicing. Yes, it's practicing. And so, yeah. Well, what's your answer on that one? Betsy? I don't know, because. If you didn't bring it to life, you it's know, hard to get rid. So you, you might have a hard time getting rid what of I it. What I tell, what I, what I, what I've said before is, you know, if you're really, really desperate, you can give yourself a little pinch, and that sometimes <laughs> yeah. works. When I say pinch, what I'm talking about is a tiny a, a distraction, a, a, distraction, a, a mental distraction, a mental distraction. It's just sort of Thank like you, um, you might. Uh, I, I sometimes when I'm getting my blood drawn, like if I'm training a new employee and they're practicing on me, and I'm, a, I'm like, oh, okay, I hope this goes well. I pinch my hand with my other hand as a distraction for what I'm experiencing in my arm. Yes. The point that I'm trying to make is pinch, uh, pinching something sensitive that will distract you. So, yeah. you know, if you, there's another part of your body that's very sensitive that could be yeah. instead. Here, pinch the, the space between your thumb and your finger. Yeah. Pinch because heart. you want your body, your mind to focus on something, something else. else. Plus, here's the thing. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. Just don't, just don't feed it. It'll go away. Uh, they do. They do the, the penis does this all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Or it can. And erections do go away on their own. They, they do. do not need to be handled yeah. to, to yeah. go away. So like I like think about organic chemistry. Like that would be a buzzkill for anybody, right? Just right? like okay. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it, it it would be important for someone who did get an erection in class to know that there's nothing wrong with them. Yes. You know, it just it happens. It happens. And it's just the way it is. Yeah. It's just a the, the, reaction that the body is decided to do at that moment the and reproductive you just, system likes to test itself during yep. the night during the day <laughs> especially when it's learning what it's doing <laughs> during those puberty years yeah. so it yeah. happens it does you know? and i i honestly i i tell give some advice to the 
um, other people in class who don't have a penis and let them know, like, there are embarrassing things that happen to you, too. Yeah. And you, you know, sometimes you might have blood on your pants and you don't want everybody to say anything about it. So it's the same thing. You, It's nothing you can control. You have no choice. So give other people the grace that their yeah. body also does things that they cannot control. Yeah, like a nipple erection. Like a nipple erection. Yep. And so, you know, just yes. let it be. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, the question is, can you choose to be asexual or is that still something that you're born with? Mm. Which I think is a great question. And I think there's another question in here that's very similar that says um, something like, what's the difference between being asexual and being abstinent? And I was just going to bring that up. Like, do you think they mean not being sexually active or not being sexually attracted to anybody including themselves i think i think that this question is more like what's the difference between asexuality and abstinence like is somebody who chooses abstinence asexual ah i think that's the question that they're getting at like can you choose to be asexual by choosing to not have sex or is asexual a sexual orientation that you're born with let's let's answer it's, it both ways all right so in my mind, when we talk about someone who's choosing to be abstinent, I'm going on the premise that, that they feel like they do want to be sexually active at one point, but they're um, putting themselves in a position of practicing abstinence, mm -hmm. right? Which means that they probably are sexually attractive or have sexual feelings right. in their time. And so that is what they're being is um, celibate. Right. right. So they're not having sex. They're abstaining at this moment. But asexuality is a sexual identity that is defined as really not being sexually attracted to another person and maybe even themselves. Like they may not even want to self-pleasure. Right. And so in that regard, I think that's something that you're possibly born with. I do think asexuality is one of the most fluid sexual identities because perhaps asexuality at, at a younger age might be just a concept of growth. Right. But there are a lot of people who identify as asexual, but doesn't mean they don't want to be in an intimate relationship with somebody else. Right. So go ahead and elaborate on the difference between intimacy and sexual activity, because they're different. They are different. So, you know, intimacy, like I would even say I, I, that you and I have an intimate relationship. We share yeah. a lot of things. We know each other well. Um, you know, there's not a lot of things that I would be embarrassed to tell you about. And so there's there's that level of intimacy without any sexual activities right. or energy or feelings right. between us. And so, um, you know, and, and anybody that's a good friend really could be yeah. an intimate relationship. So some people who are asexual still want that connection with other people and still want to be in the close relationship and have all of that intimacy, but but not so much the physical stuff. Right. Um yeah, it's an affair of the mind and the heart yes. rather than just the body. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean they want to be alone or that they don't even want to have families, which can also happen. But yes. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully that answers that question well. Okay. Ooh, I like that one. Can you use more than two birth controls? And the answer is that depends on what two birth controls you're talking about. That's right. Uh, you can use hormonal birth control with barriers yep but you uh should not use two condoms at the same time not right. two outside condoms not two inside condoms right. not an outside and an inside condom at the same time right and you should not double up on 
hormonal birth controls. So you can use hormonal like the pill or the patch or the ring or the implant and a condom. And you can use the IUD and a condom, uh, but you cannot use two condoms and you should not use two hormonal birth controls. Right. But you can use a condom with a spermicide. Yes. Yeah. So you can use two barriers in other ways. Yes, you can. (laughs) Um, And so you've got to keep in mind that um, there's a difference between contraception, which stops the ability of somebody conceiving, and then also uh, protection from STDs. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really good idea to do both, protect yourself from STDs and protect yourself from an unintended pregnancy. Yes, and so condoms should be used no matter what What? other form of contraception you're using because condoms are the only thing that protect against STDs. But you should never use two condoms. That does not make you more protected against STDs. It makes you less protected from STDs. And in case anybody out there is wondering, spermicide is a chemical that can be put inside the vagina to kill sperm. Um, But it doesn't affect the integrity of the condom. And it it is usually used with another barrier like a diaphragm Mm -hmm. that sits near the cervix or a um, contraceptive sponge that sits near the cervix so that there's something to kind of catch the sperm as well as something to kill it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I always refer to spermicide as like the condiments of the birth control. You know, it's like you wouldn't use it alone. Like you wouldn't have ketchup alone. No, right? you would not you use would spermicide You would put it on alone. fries or something, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, meant so, to be yeah. used with Well, not spermicide else. on fries, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> you know, somebody could do that and go like, this doesn't, this doesn't taste, taste good. good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ha. Huh. Interesting. Yes. So how do you tell your boyfriend you don't want to have sex? And I'm going to throw in here that I know in here, I also have a question that says, how do you, what do I tell my girlfriend if she wants to have sex and I don't? And I happen to know it came from a boy because. So you're talking about a heterosexual. Yes. And so I know I've gotten this question from, from both males and females. Okay, cool. And it doesn't really matter same sex or heterosexual. The, the answer is the same. Uh, communication is a huge part of of intimacy and having sex. And if you're not able to communicate about these things with the person that you're trying to have sex with or that's trying to have sex with you, you're definitely not ready. And so if you know you're not ready, you need to be able to be assertive and say, I'm not ready. Practice in the mirror. Or you could say, I'm just not that into you. (laughs) (laughs) Just not that into you. (laughs) Or or, there are a lot of ways to say no. There are. One of them is no, no, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. Communication. If, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you should be able to communicate with them when you feel uncomfortable, when you are ready for certain things. And if you aren't able to communicate like that with the person that you're in a relationship with, you might question the relationship a little bit. Are you even intimate enough for for things like that, for having sex? Or is that somebody you're comfortable enough to have a relationship with? And your partner should be like okay with that yeah and this is kind of an important distinction too so what if these people have already had sex and then somebody says no i'm not i'm in, not interested in doing that today or i've decided i want to do it anymore but i still want to be your boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. yeah that's that a, be a you tough can do situation that. Yeah. yeah and you're, you're allowed to do that you can say no anytime yep no is always no no is always no and there's never any expectation regardless of relationship status or past sexual history yep Uh or who paid for dinner or or who took you to prom
This podcast was created to promote Look Both Ways and the textbook written by me, Dr. Cairo. Look Both Ways is a nonprofit organization based in Loveland, Colorado, with the mission to educate our youth about their reproductive health to make informed decisions for their future. We do this by educating the educators through professional development, and we also put on free conferences for both teens and parents of teens and preteens. Textbooks used in schools are donated by Look Both Ways to eliminate the money obstacle for schools piloting or adopting our curriculum and textbook. As a nonprofit, we are always fundraising and accepting donations. For more information about Look Both Ways, our fundraising efforts, or to make a donation, please visit us at lookbothways.us. That's L-O-O-K-B-O-T-H-W-A-Y-S dot U-S. This is Dr. B. And Mandy Johnson wishing you well. Be sure to catch all of our episodes of It's Not Human Sexuality on Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're even on iHeartRadio. This podcast was produced by Peach Islander Productions. (laughs) Do you have a rolly chair? Yeah, we yeah, we're both in rolly chairs. Oh. It's like there's not a lot of real estate in here, but yeah. <laughs> or or just move the mic. Duh, that's sorry. Just move it more center. Okay. Um. Oh, that's good times. <laughs>